Welcome to Cannabis in Focus, the show that lets you make informed decisions about the use of medical cannabis for yourself and your loved ones. We bring you a wide range of guests from medical practitioners and scientists to producers and patients. Our goal is to clear up some of the misinformation around cannabis and to bring this valuable medicine back to the mainstream where it has been for thousands of years. I'm your host, Miriam Knight, and today's guest is Mike Louie. Mike was a management consultant at Deloitte's for 10 years. He's worked with Amazon, and he's now the co-founder and CEO of RMR Laboratories, a company that's developing a breakthrough technology for topical delivery of cannabis in a cream through the skin. Welcome, Mike. Miriam, thank you for having uh, me on the podcast. I'm really excited to share our story with your audience and uh, clear up some of the misconceptions, as you mentioned, and tell you about the exciting work we're doing at RMR Laboratories. Terrific. Now, Mike, there are a lot of cannabis creams currently on the market. Why is your new technology a game changer? Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's true that topicals have really proliferated in the cannabis market. And I'll um, describe why our technology is different, uh, but I think it also um, requires some understanding of, uh, you know, the skin and, and the nature of um, how topicals currently interact with the skin. Uh, so, you know, obviously your skin is made up of different le- um, layers and it also is, you know, acts as a protection mechanism for your body, right? If, if things actively we're able to get through the skin, then uh, we'd all be in a lot of trouble. So, so what typically happens is with the topicals that are on the market today, um, a, a lot of it just interacts with the surface of your skin, and they have different cooling and heating mechanisms to, you know, produce an effect. And 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 you know, some of that effect has pain relieving effect. But the reality is, a majority of the active ingredients uh, just sit at the surface of the skin and, and never really kind of penetrate below the skin itself. The, the work that we've done at RMR Laboratories and the, you know, what I'm really excited about is we've found a way to deliver CBD through the skin uh, up to 25 millimeters deep uh, and make it and address the source of the pain rather than, you know, have, provide a kind of a superficial sensation. So, um, you know, I think it's a game changer because, you know, when you remove a barrier to delivering active ingredients, it opens up all sorts of possibilities to, again, address the source of uh, pain, but also tailor it to, to meet different applications. And, and some of the research we're doing um, is, you know, we're, you know, thinking about, uh, you know, different types of chronic pain, we're thinking about different types of sports-related uh, injuries and athletic pain. And so, again, when you remove the barrier to um, your body being able to absorb medicine, medicine, as we have, being able to deliver CBD through the skin, it just opens up to all sorts of possibilities. Now, 25 millimeters, that's almost an inch. That's pretty impressive. I guess, yeah. I guess you're kind of hitting uh, a lot of nerve endings. That's right. That's right. And, and this technology, you know, has been in development for several years. And, you know, it's been, uh, it's gone through, you know, what we think is the kind of gold standard in, in trials, uh, which are, you know, IRB approved studies using human subjects. 
And so we've gotten positive data back from over 1,200 patients that show um, you know, the things that we're trying to deliver into the body are really getting to where we, need, we needed to get to. How did you develop this technology? Well, in fact, well, how did a nice boy who was a management consultant end up <laughs> in a cannabis company? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'll, uh, so so the first question is a lot more straightforward, and then the second question, um, you know, I'll give you some background on that. But uh, but we developed this technology in conjunction uh, with uh, a, another pharmaceutical company um, that is doing pretty heavyweight, you know, clinical research on um, transdermal applications. Mm-hmm. And so what we've done at RMR Laboratories is um, license the technology from them and then come up with an operating agreement that says we are going to um, you know, mutually conduct R&D now to develop this technology for the applications that we are trying to serve and the active ingredients that we are incorporating so that you know, any new developments on RMR side can now be used uh, by, the, by the, our pharmaceutical uh, partner and, and any new uh, breakthroughs that they have, we have access to. So, so what I'd like to say is that Armar has, you know, complete kind of strategic control and flexibility uh, for this uh, breakthrough technology uh, using cannabis, cannabis derivatives. Mm-hmm. So how I ended up here in the cannabis industry, um, you know, was, a, was an interesting one because, you know, I, I come from a background not only in consulting and in technology at Amazon, as you mentioned, but I've also served in the in the army, and so I spent um, eight years in the army reserve, uh, including a um, you know one one deployment uh, overseas to Iraq, and um, you know that in conjunction with the fact that you know I'm a I'm a recreational athlete and I can, I engage in a lot of endurance activities. There's just a lot of wear and tear in my body, and so um, you know I I typically stick to, uh, I, I'm a pretty stubborn person when it comes to taking medications. And so I, I just try to um, power through uh, a lot of discomfort. But um, I noticed that more and more of my um, friends who are veterans, as well as athletes, were looking to cannabis to try to soothe some of their ailments. So when I, when I you know, started to think about it, I, I don't prefer to inhale um, any products and I don't prefer necessarily to um, ingest cannabis. I just found the experience too inconsistent. So I tried to look for another form to, um, to apply the medication. And when I did look around uh, at the topical categories and, and some of the other product forms, uh, you know, like patches and things like that, I, I found more novelty than I found science. And so then I just tried to uh, find out, you know, who was doing the most interesting science and who has, you know, really the rigor to um, bring to bear to really unlock the potential of, you know, a lot of the different um, medical properties in cannabis. And so that's how I kind of ended up at Armour Laboratories. Mm-hmm. If somebody were asked me three years ago, you know, Mike, what would you be working on? Um, you know, I, I think that uh, I think that healthcare would be at the top of the list. Uh, you know, cannabis might not necessarily have made the top three, but like I said, I'm, I'm really excited about the uh, work that we're doing and the feedback that we're getting from our um, trial users has been uh, fantastic and frankly, borderline miraculous. So I'm, I'm really excited about the uh, mission and, and uh, the work that we're doing. Well, it's such an interesting time for uh, the cannabis industry 
you know, fighting this rearguard action against the scheduling of cannabis as, as a Schedule One drug while uh, trying to carve out a separate niche for CBD-related products, saying, oh, no, it won't get you high. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, uh, did you say in some interview that um, the THC component could also be delivered transdermally? We can. We, um, we, we can deliver the THC transdermally as well. Um, uh, however, I am frankly much more excited about the properties of, of CBD and the, and the CBD-like components of the, the cannabis um, plant itself. Uh, you know, we, we know that there, we've just started scratching the surface in terms of doing research on the active ingredients um, that are found in uh, the cannabis plant. And so um, I, I agree with you that it is an extremely interesting time in the industry. And, and I also think that, you know, it, there will be a, a point in the future and we can debate on the time frame, but the state and the federal regulations will converge. And I think they'll converge at a point um, that continues the secular trend of deregulation of, um, of, the, of the active ingredients within this plant. Um, we're starting to see more and more signals of that as well, not only because of, you know, all of the deregulation at the state level that happened in 2016, but now you're uh, hearing about uh, small scale trials by professional uh, sports organizations uh, on CBD itself. And so mm-hmm. the World Anti-Doping Association just announced that in 2018, CBD will not be part of its banned substance list. So the World Anti-Doping Association governs much of the Olympic sports, um, as well as cycling and, and other endurance activities. And so I think what you're going to start to see is, um, you know, athletes, Olympic athletes are going to start thinking about how to incorporate CBD into their recovery regimens. Um, you're starting to hear uh, some rumbling um, in the NBA, uh, in the NFL Players Association about, you know, how do we use uh, CBD and, and frankly, cannabis more broadly. Um, in 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 uh, in terms of you know our our athletes therapies. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so, well, we, so we really I, are just at the beginning of our um, understanding of the multiple versions of cannabinoids, as well as the interaction with the terpenes and and the terpene profile. Um, do the terpenes get transmitted along with the cannabinoids in your system? Yeah, it's, you know, you're right in that. Uh, and, and what you've highlighted is actually a gap in, in the research that's currently being conducted, right? Um, there are many different interactions that need to be studied. And I think the reason why it's been a little slow going is, you know, because of, you know, because of the regulation at the federal level, and um, I actually think um, a hindrance to mass market adoption is the lack of truly kind of mass market products that are available, that are effective, that are safe, uh, and that are backed by research, right? So that's the gap that we're kind of hitting directly at RMR Laboratories is that, you know, I think that in some cases we can kind of accelerate the change uh, and accelerate the adoption by doing the work that we're doing to create, um, again, safe and effective and, and mass market products that incorporate 
these active ingredients um, that we know that are powerful uh, anti-inflammatories. Well, so, you, said, you said a magic word earlier, which was consistency. Mm-hmm. And I think that a consistent dose is absolutely critical to having a reliable body of knowledge mm-hmm. developed mm-hmm. about the effects of cannabis. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think this alone could uh, signal a, a big jump in uh, research and the reliability of research and the willingness of doctors to prescribe it because up until now they don't really know what they're prescribing. Yeah. And uh, it also hits back at, you know, what we said earlier about an industry in flux, because I do think it starts with the supply chain mm-hmm. and an understanding of, you know, who uh, are credible partners to build a business with for the long term. Um, I think, you know, there's been a lot of business models that have come forth uh as the industry has uh, grown and become more deregulated. And I think there'll be a shakeout in terms of, you know, who will come up with the predominant business model um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. really from a supply chain perspective. So, you know, what we're doing is trying to figure out uh, the, you know, the, the, the quality, we start from, you know, a a total quality management program early on and say, you know, we want to develop, uh, a supply base that is robust and that is uh, ready for uh, you know a business at scale. I also think that you know you bring up a really interesting point with regards to um, you know what uh, the medical community is saying about uh, cannabis and and its therapies and and what I hear from my conversations with doctors is that you know we're not ready to make this an official part of therapy yet. However, uh, you know, if you show us the data that you can, you know, meaningfully uh, reduce um, or address applications that you're aiming to address, what we can do is we can, you know, start to have the conversation with patients. Now, you know, will they, will they prescribe it uh, or will, you know, cannabis medicines become, widely available in prescription form, you know, who knows that, that, that will require pretty heavy investment in the field. Mm-hmm. And you see some companies that are trying to build business models uh, according to that. Um, but, but I think that the, the start is to, you know, it, you know, begin to go on that roadmap of adding that rigor. Um, and, and that's what we're trying to do. I think that would go a long, long way toward uh, penetration into the medical community. Uh, because that, that along with the scheduling and, and federal funding is what's freaking out a lot of doctors. I, I know a lot of patients tell me that when they show improvement and they speak to their doctors, the doctors say, I don't want to know what you're doing, but keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because I've heard that. I've heard that a few times too. And frankly, I hear that a lot coming from the veteran community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, the, the official position of the VA is that, you know, they, they can't even talk about it, right? They, they, they can't bring it up. Um, and, uh, and I understand why, you know, and I'm not, I'm not trying to point fingers at any, any, any uh, veterans organizations um, or agencies, but, but I, I do think that there's real medicinal value uh, to, to the different ingredients in cannabis. And I think that I've seen with my own eyes um, you know, folks get get benefit from it. So, 
um, you know, hopefully the work that we're doing at RMR will um, begin to address these gaps and again, accelerate the, the change that's required to, to, to make this, uh, you know, to increase the kind of mass market adoption. Mm-hmm. Well, there are studies ongoing about cannabis with PTSD, cannabis with autism, Absolutely. and so on. And so, that, you know, it, it's happening, however slowly. Yeah, and I, there's great research coming from, uh, you know, uh, organizations like GW Pharma, I think is one of the most famous on, you know, rare forms of epilepsy in children. And, you know, they're doing exciting work on, uh, you know, how we can harness uh, cannabis to address uh, these these epileptic episodes uh, in children. I have to say I'm a little bit ambivalent about GW Pharma. <laughs> okay. Uh, because they are, um, what they're doing is medicalizing cannabis in order to um, get it past the radar of medical establishments. So they're, they're pharmaceuticalizing it. Um, and I, I think there, there could be a lot of suppression of mm. other uh, efforts by other companies who can't meet, you know, don't have the funding, don't have the finances to meet that uh, FDA model of, of research. But it, it, it's anyway. a good point. It's a good point. And it, again, it speaks to, I think, the different paths that the industry is taking right now. And it points to how exciting uh, it is to be in this particular industry and mm-hmm. Um, the different uh, the different routes you can take, but your your I understand what your your point is, and it's well taken. You know, for RMR, we, we are taking a slightly different path in that you know we want to make it widely available, um, but we also want to make sure that we meet the the qualifications that I stated before that it's safe and it's effective and it's backed by rigor. Mm-hmm. I was wondering whether the um, cannabis the CBD that you're using is. Um, can be hemp based or mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. is it cannabis based? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I will, um, I will say that we are s- still at an early stage, um, right. In our company. Uh, and we're exploring different, again, like I said, we're exploring different supply agreements and supply chain models. I will say that um, now I am uh, more focused on developing a hemp derived CBD supply chain just from the uh, conversations I've had with uh, partners uh, in that area, as well as um, looking at the uh, quality and the the results we're getting from uh, our prototypes incorporating that hemp-derived CBD. So Mm -hmm. um, I I think that uh, that is is the direction we're headed, but um, I will say that we're still early and, and nothing has been fully finalized yet. I just came across an item in the news yesterday that gave me uh, great joy, which Mm. was that the state of New York, unlike many other states that are taxing hemp farmers for growing hemp, New York is actually giving grants to encourage wide-scale growing of hemp in the state. Oh, that's interesting. I haven't heard that. Yeah, it it was on the news yesterday. Fascinating. Go New York. So tell me where your company's product stands now. How long until you're likely to hit the market? We're planning on launching our initial two formulations, one to address chronic pain, one to address uh, athletic 
pain uh, in the first quarter of next year. So we're we're pretty far along with regards to uh, commercialization. Uh, we're finalizing um, the uh, you know production model as well as the you know we're doing testing on our our brand and packaging concepts. Um, we've run um, quite a few user trials already, and I feel confident that um, we're going to meet the the bar that I've set for the products that we're going to develop. So you know it's 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 exciting to hear the feedback uh, that we're getting from the trial users, and I expect to be in the market uh, with our first two formulations uh, in the first quarter of next year. What will be the brand name? Rolevium is, and it's hot off the presses, Miriam. So you're, you're hearing it <laughs> here uh, pretty, you know, pretty close, pretty early on. Uh, and, and your audience gets, gets to preview. It's called Rolevium. And um, how do you spell that? R-E-L-E-V-I-U-M. It so, sounds like an element. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we've, we've decidedly chosen to, um, to go, uh, the route of, you know, a more, um, a more mass market appeal. And, uh, as I mentioned, you know, we're, we're still kind of finalizing the concepts, but, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, what we want to do is we want to convey that there is a, a seriousness and a, uh, and there's a lot of work that underlies um, you know, our products. And I think that Rolevium, uh, is the perfect, is the perfect, uh, vehicle for that. Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds like, definitely sounds like it. And, uh, you, um, uh, have, are, are you at the stage of having finalized all of your, um, uh, delivery system and, and now it's really just, uh, tidying up the, uh, clinical trials and uh, putting together the marketing. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, um, we are uh, we wrapped up our you know, in-home use trials and our focus groups on the prototype. So I'm pretty confident that we're going to achieve the um, the results that we that we claim to that we claim to um, to provide. Mm -hmm. uh, as a matter of fact, we just had our first uh, kind of uh, you know, what I call a community conversation yesterday where we um, had a, you know, like a coffee chat with two of our trial users uh, and we opened it up to the community that, uh, that we've built so far and said, um, we want to have a conversation. We want to talk about how, you know, our trial users are using our product and, you know, tell, tell you their story and, you know, the pain that they're dealing with and, and how um, Relevium and, and RMR is trying to address that pain. And we said, you know, any questions on the table and, and let's, let's have that open conversation. And I'm really uh, excited about the engagement we had yesterday and the feedback that we're getting from that open conversation. And I hope to have more of those um, honest and transparent conversations. And I think part of that is, you know, speaking with you, Miriam, and speaking with your audience. And, and that's why I really love the work that you're doing to try to you know, let's get through the the stereotypes and the myths and, and let's get down to, you know, a, a solid foundation of information uh, about what we're trying to do uh, in this industry. Absolutely. Do you think your product will be sold um, over the counter or? It will be. Yes. Yeah, we're 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 going to be over the counter. And initially, um, 
there would be two channels that we're pursuing. One is a, a direct-to-consumer channel, and the other, um, we're finalizing some retail partnerships and our distribution model to those retail partnerships. As you, as you can, as, as you can imagine, there are still a, quite a few details to work through with regards to physical retail channels uh, mm-hmm. because of you know the nature of the industry and the nature of the the products in the industry. So um, we're, you know, that's one of the big items uh, as we head into our launch next year is to finalize that physical retail model. Next year is just around the corner, Mike. It really is. It really is. Time doesn't slow down, does it? Not at all. What do you think will be your biggest challenges as you move forward? Yeah, that's a, it's a great question. I think we deal with a a couple categories of challenges, uh, both being in a startup and being in the um, industry that we're in, right? I mean, as a startup, we really kind of have to ruthlessly prioritize and learn fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, fortunately, I have a great core team that we push each other in the right direction and we push the company in a healthy direction as well. I think second, you know, we need to educate our customers about, you know, how the product works as a topical therapy. And, and that can be a bit challenging. And, you know, that's some of how we started our conversation today in that, you know, the, I think that there is a perception out there that, you know, all, all things, you know, get into the body and all things go through your skin. And, and the, the, the fact is, is that that's not true in many cases, an overwhelming majority of the cases. And so we need to figure out how to counter that perception by, you know, coming up with crisp messaging about how our technology and how our products work. And, you know, as for the industry, uh, we touched on this too. I think um, you know, state and federal regulations are going to converge at some point. And when that does happen, RMR is going to be well positioned because our product development is geared towards the mass market. Mm-hmm. And we are, you know, aiming to establish that bar for rigor for products. But until then, um, we need to be really smart about how we grow and set up our production and distribution, right? So, um, you know, the, the, those are baskets of challenges. And I think they equally uh, come to the fore. Uh, because, you know, we are a startup. Have you raised all the money you need for your operations? We're in the process of actually finalizing a crowd equity campaign on uh, the platform Republic. Mm-hmm. And um, we decided to go that route. Uh, we, we had some interest from institutional investors as well. But, you know, for me, I, I, I really thought about this. And then I, it, it goes back to the point uh, we were talking about earlier with regards to, you know, creating a community and engaging with that community in an open and honest way. And I thought that it would be a really exciting um, story to write with everyday individual investors uh, to, to um, you know, build this company with them uh, in this exciting and growing space with the exciting work that we're doing. So I said, you know, I think that thousands, if not millions of people are going to benefit from our product. So why not um, have them also participate in the success of the company? And so I'm really excited to write, uh, you know, the story of RMR with all of the individual investors that we're um, gaining from our, our crowd equity effort on Republic. I can't tell you how happy that makes me to hear, Mike, because I have quite a bit of familiarity with the financial services industry. And somehow, whatever the economy does, whether it goes up or down, there's this small layer of uh, financial people in the middle that get rich, whatever. And 
having the wealth actually distributed to um, the end investor, uh, in this case, it's the initial investor, is how it should be, in my view. It's what it used to be when they used to sell bonds to build bridges and things like that, the individual investor. That's a great analogy. I haven't, uh, I haven't heard, um, I haven't heard that analogy before, but if you don't mind, I'm going to borrow that from now on. (laughs) Feel free. Wordsmithing (laughs) is what I do. Yeah. So how uh, are you still doing the crowdfunding campaign? How can people support you and find out more? Yeah, um, we have about two weeks left in the campaign. We're um, we're running it to the end of the year, and it's been a really exciting engagement so far. Um, you know, we've we've raised above the threshold that that we were looking for, but there's still you know obviously more room and excitement uh, for uh, additional investors to come in. So you know, if if folks are interested in learning more, and there's much more detail on the company and what we're doing and the operating plan, uh, they can head over to uh, www.republic.com and you'll see RMR Laboratories um, on that homepage. And uh, and I invite actually everybody to engage in the discussion at RMR as well. Um, we've had a lively discussion with a bunch of great questions from individual investors, current and potential individual investors. And so there's a lively discussion board there as well. And I, I invite folks to continue the conversation there if they're interested. And uh, last word, what is your vision for the company's future? Yeah, um, you know, I really think that there is room in the industry for a, uh, you know, a, a science-backed, research-focused, you know, consumer pharmaceutical company in cannabis. And, that, and, and so that is, the, that is the, you know, operating model that I'm driving towards. But the vision that's underlying that really is to make sure that we provide access to, um, you know, the healing uh, parts of the cannabis plant um, to everybody that can benefit from it, right? I I just think that there's um, been a a slight uh, under-investment and under-professionalization in certain areas of the cannabis industry. And we're aiming to address that at RMR to, you know, to really create the products again to to bring particularly CBD into mainstream conversation and, and provide, um, you know, anybody who uh, is, is suffering from you know, chronic pain or, or athletic pain, the, the therapies they'll need um, to address that pain uh, and go about their day and not incapacitate them or, um, you know, create uh, and spread more, more addictive uh, mm-hmm. mind altering substances either. So, Hear, hear. So if people do want to join the conversation, Mike, what is the website of RMR Labs? Yeah, so um, we are uh, in in conjunction with our uh, pending product launch. We are revamping our website. Um, You can go to www.rmrlaboratories.com and you can sign up uh, to learn more and stay informed. I will say, though, that, uh, as I mentioned, we're kind of revamping our, uh, our, our corporate website. And then we're also going to be launching a Relevium standalone website as well. So that, that's all in conjunction with the product launch that we are heading towards, as you mentioned, in, in 2018, which is coming up very quickly. 
So, people, you heard it here first, Rolebium, a breakthrough in pain management. Mike Louie from RMR Laboratories, thank you so much for being our guest today. It's been a delight. Miriam, uh, I had a great time. Uh, thank you again for uh, all the work that you're doing to try to break through all the myths in the industry and uh, hope to talk again soon. I wish you every success with your launch. Bye for now. Thanks, Mary.